bartender. You've done a great job with the drinks again. Start setting this goddamn pocket. I know you was gonna say that. Jack of all trades. Yeah, I get to delegate that to Why you. Why are you gonna play with that bottle and knock that bottle over in the middle of this podcast? Why? <laughs> you clumsy as hell. <laughs> all right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Uncle Legend's Corner. I'll be your host, Uncle Legend. And with me, as always, I have my beautiful co host, Call Girl Six, better known as Fox. Hey, y'all. And I happen to have one of my favorite fucking people in the world. Yes. Um, I, our special guest. Well, but, um, but I thought I was the favorite person in the world. I said one of my favorite people in the world. Okay. You well. know how like you got like friends and then the best friend. You you okay. best friend. Okay. But I'll tell you that he just happened to be there before you. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? I so earned my spot. I would like to introduce our guest. <laughs> I affectionately call him Bama because where he's from. But uh, Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, Bama. What's up? What's happening? So we're getting into all the shenanigans, and hopefully everybody will still have a job at the end of this podcast. Well, I need mine, too, so I hope so. That's why I say everybody still need a job. I mean, <laughs> shit, we don't yeah, need... Yeah, I got to have a job. We don't, need to be, be. we don't need to be working for Blackwater tomorrow, everybody. Like. <laughs> so one of, the things me and, uh, one of the things me and Jason wanted to get into that's kind of crazy for us is uh, if you ever saw me and Jason out somewhere, as we spoke about it before, you would never... Like, you haven't had the um, opportunity to meet my beloved Bama, but you would not know if you walked into a bar and just saw us at the opposite ends of the bar that we've been fucking friends for what, almost 18 years now. Something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. well, I just hit 18 years yesterday in the military. So yeah, just shy of 18 years or whatever that we've been friends. And yeah, you wouldn't have any idea. Um, obviously I'm a fucking six foot three, 207 pound black dude from Newark, New Jersey. And Bama, obviously, is from somewhere in Alabama. I think <laughs> Alabama is, like, all one place. It don't matter if they say, like, Mobile or somewhere else. It's all Alabama. It's all well, the he, same. He yeah. said Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> mobile. Yeah, that's how they Lord say it. You, you, you say Mobile to somebody from Mobile, Alabama, and they be like, I don't know what the hell Mobile is. Why don't <laughs> no, the you? Way we, the way we say it, it's mobile. actually Mobile. Right. Like a two E's in it. So. Mobile, Alabama. You know, mm-hmm. as long as you don't say mobile, you say mobile. Like, well, why don't you get mobile and go find where the fuck you're looking for? <laughs> That's what they about to get out there. That four was a little hard, wasn't it? Now? <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard four. <laughs> a hard four. Yeah. <laughs> you need to work on that country accent, man. You spent enough time in Georgia. I figured you have that perfected by now. Okay. I mean, I when I go up north, they say I sound like a, a southerner. But then, you know. And I ain't nobody. I ain't beating you out on the twang. Like it, it don't matter how much time <laughs> I spend down here. I can move to the backwoods or wherever, and I'm not gonna beat you out on twang. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> so one Probably of not. So one of the things we want to talk about is the crazy thing of that we're still dealing with racism in 2021. It's one of these um, topics Bama brought up, and we just think it's funny because. One of the things we think would be a solution, everybody probably should just join the military. Like how other countries have it where it's like you got to go do like a year or two in the military or something. I think it would be beneficial for a lot of people to join the military because when you sit in an echo chamber of people who are like small-minded, small towns and stuff like that, and it don't matter if we're talking about the hood, we're talking about somewhere in the backwoods in the country, we're talking about to a little secluded area in the suburbs, you sitting in an echo chamber with people who 
see all the same stuff that you see. They don't have access to anything, any of these other things that's going on. And then you join the military, and it's like, oh, everybody's an asshole. Like, that's actually what you wind up learning. Let's talk 100%. It's about galvanizing people under a common banner. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you know, that that's the easiest way I've always found to put it. Yeah, it's like Independence Day. It's like, I hate you, I hate you. Damn, they got aliens shooting at us. All right, you cool. You cool, you cool. Them aliens got to go, though. Because you guys yeah. come together for a central cause at the end of the day. That's right. A painful and imminent death as a way of uh, bringing people together. Yeah, because when, you, when you're back against the wall, it's like, hey, you could be stupid and y'all can keep arguing about something and die. Or y'all can figure some things out and figure we're more alike than not alike. And maybe live to... No, I don't know. Figure some things out tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. So um, it's crazy. And uh, so it's crazy still that race, racism, you would think, is such an antiquated idea that you would think, like, why is it still here? Like, it should be gone. And so my opinion on it is I, I believe racism is alive and well. Oh, yeah. And it's one of the reasons that I actually prefer the South over the North, being a northerner. Right. Uh, Yankee, as Bama affectionately called me for most of my beginning of my career. Um. <laughs> But it's one of the things that I appreciate because if you go somewhere in the South and they racist, you know immediately. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? As soon as you pull up and they're like, your money's no good here. It's you like, know, all right. You know you're black. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> so. Like, hey, uh, this ain't it for you. You know what I'm saying? So I know I like to just know who I'm dealing with. Like, I don't like the whole thing where we like, like what we do with cancel culture where we tell people like, oh, well, they can't say that. No, say that so I know exactly who you are. Let me know who I'm dealing with. Instead, of you go somewhere like Boston, for instance, and you go to Boston, and it's like, oh, they'll let you bring you, they'll let you come in there, spend your money, spend your food, call you the N-word on the way out. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, give me my racism up front. Mike. I'll take my racism <laughs> up front. I want, it on, I want it on the front platter. I don't want none of that. I don't want none of that off to the side racism. I don't want none of that. I want my racism right there, appetizer, racism. Give me my racism right up front. Let's start it off. Hundred percent, I agree. You, you know, and the same goes for you know people from the south or whatever. I mean, you go to a different place, you'd rather just know who you're dealing with. Like when I first went to uh, Washington State, you know, I went to like order a sandwich, and they're like, "Where the fuck are you from?" And I'm like, "What?" You know, I'd never, <laughs> I'd never encountered that. What did you, know? you order like, first of all? Because I, I got a feeling this is some weird something. What did you order? Uh. You know, Jesus, Fox, you gonna put me on the spot? This you want this dude? Because I bet you it's weird. <laughs> this dude talking about Washington. If, if they had at. to ask him what the fuck where he from, I'm sure he probably had jalapenos on like macaroni or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a understand, understand. Like, I mean, I've spent a lot of time, you know, like around people like my man Legend, where, you know, over a, a course of like 20 years, I've lost, you know, quite a bit of my you know, country accent, especially when I was still in. Now, I've been back a few years, so some of it's come back, I'm sure. I sound like a, you know, like I'm from the backwoods to YouTube probably. But, you know, (laughs) I mean, you don't know the type of people that I deal with on a daily basis. I mean, like, I would get it. Like, if they, some of the guys I work with, if they went up north, nobody would understand them. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, let's talk about how when I first heard you, the stereotype that I had in my head about how you would probably look. And <laughs> I had three different people, <laughs> three different characters in my head. And the the last one was like a skinny white guy. I mean, he done put some weight hair, on since then. Blue eyes, 
with Jesus hair. That's what <laughs> you thought it was. Thought Bama was a damn hippie. <laughs> with like you know those little tattoos, the little faded navy tattoos. Oh, he thought, got some <laughs> old, uh, yeah, some old flash <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. Oh, how you gonna do me like that? With dirt under his nails. That's <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm a, my god. So I'm gonna tell you when the first time, like the first, the only reason that Bama didn't throw me off the first time I heard him because I got family in Louisiana. Mm. So you know what I mean. You deal with. I done heard worse. Like, hearing a Cajun talk and then hearing Bama talk, it was like, this ain't nothing. Oh, I can decipher that. I yeah, it. I can decipher this easy. <laughs> like, when you hear Cajuns talk, it's like, holy. Like, Cajuns and Geechee, that's two different, that's two dialects that yeah. you'll meet in the South that it changes the game, right? Yeah. So, Bama wasn't bad. Bama, besides the hair, I don't know what his hair was like before the Navy, but <laughs> everything else was accurate. Like, he was, he, he was a skinny-ass, blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid <laughs> when he came in the Navy or whatever. He done packed on so weight now after hitting puberty the second time. <laughs> But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally, uh, finally was able to grow a beard at the age of thirty. So. Yeah, because um, back in, I'm talking about because back in the day I was obviously smaller. I mean, smaller as in I was like two thirty, <laughs> like you know what I mean. So I was just standard linebacker size, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I was smaller, whatever. But um, that's when we used to, uh, that's when we used to like play in the barracks or whatever, mm-hmm. and um. We yeah, just you had, used to you used to play. I used to get my fucking ass kicked. <laughs> it was just all fun. Tell it, tell what really happened here, okay? What Bama? really happened was right. I'd be laying in my fucking bed, minding my own business, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, something he would call a random gorilla attack would happen, and I would get dragged out the fucking bed and get you know just oh get the shit God. kicked out of me, folded up. I, I never hit him in the face, so it and was d- it was play. Yeah, it was play. If I if you don't hit him in the face, you're playing. No. Yeah, that's, that, that's definitely playing. That's definitely If you don't hit another man in the face, it's still playing. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. See? 100%. Agreed. Oh, my Lord. And men can agree on that. Just like but I was, he also protected me, though. If anybody ever tried to fuck with me, he'd jump on him. Yeah, ain't nobody, ain't nobody fucking with them. Like, they was like, like nobody kicks his ass but me. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be up there like, did somebody say something like, damn, where the fuck you at? And you're Alabama, you fuck your cousin. I'm like, I'll fuck your cousin and you. What's up? <laughs> Play pussy and get fucked. They're like, oh, I died. Error. I didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know y'all was friends. Backspace, well, delete, delete. Backspace, delete. Er- error, error. Like, yeah, they try to find their way out of that conversation. But yeah, yeah. so... Um, I mean, and all of that, but all of it was like in fun. It was like one of the things I was telling Fox last podcast about dudes. That's just like, we are literally aggressive in nature. Like we fuck around like that out of love. Like we don't fuck around with each other. That means we don't like you. Like there's no way if you don't talk shit to somebody, give them shit. Like, you know what I mean? Ruffle, ruffle their feathers a little bit. That means you don't like a person. That's literally yeah, the number one way to find out. Especially in the military. I mean, that that's a, I mean, you can't be more, you couldn't be more on there. I mean, like the, the first thing that drew me to like being your friend, you know, I knew you were from up North, but I didn't know where, but I hear, I heard you talking and I was like, man, that guy sounds really fucking intelligent. Like he sounds really smart. Like he's well-spoken He seems to, you know, like understand what the fuck's going on. And he's a, you know, just smooth guy. Seems like a nice dude, whatever. And um, then I figured out like, you actually were like genius fucking level with all your, you know, your 99 on the ASVAB and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, man, this is a dude you want on your side. So that going because back to what smart, you were saying. That's why you want him on us. Yeah. Well, that and he's, you know, like, he, he's a good bodyguard. So, um, but that's going back to what reason. you're saying that's about the-, the racism stuff, it's fucking mind blowing. Like it doesn't, I mean, it exists in some small part in the military, but it seems like, 
all that stuff just transcends, you know, racial and cultural and political differences in that setting. And it makes me wonder why, like, what's preventing it from happening, you know, out in the real world? Well, I think, so what I think on that is that a lot of people don't have to deal with, a lot of people just don't have to deal with, like, any of the consequences or or anything that goes with it. Like, there's no consequences, one, for being racist outside the military in most and most outlooks. But then on top of that, you don't have a common goal. Like, most of the time you don't have a common goal and you're just thinking, like, oh, all you can do is see differences. So in the military, we already look at each other and say, like, oh, well, we'll look at each other and be like, well, hell, we already got on the same uniform. So let's start there, and we already ahead of the game, you know what I'm saying, when we start there. And then on top of that, you get, like, common goals, and then it's like, once you get, like, most of the time, like, racism is rooted in ignorance. Mm-hmm. So it's like, once you get to know a person and you realize, like, oh, like, even just if we were the same race, just being from up north in the south, we would already, like, have our issues and stereotypes about each other. But then when you find out, like, oh, we into the same stuff. We like fishing. We like hunting. We like guns. We like cars. This and that. Our music tastes will always remain pretty different. <laughs> but for the most part, it's like we enjoy all of the same stuff. It's like, it's up like. You like women? I like women. You like pool? You like drinking? You like guns? You like cars? It's like, what What more do we do? Let's just find a common ground that we have in common instead of thinking about, oh, well, you know, he listens to that or he looks like that or he does this and that. None of that the shit really is, matters. Only when people are forced to be in that circumstance, though, that's when they'll be able to see the other side of people, the other person, especially when they when they have to. So you guys are working uniform services and like let's say another team sport. Uniformed armed forces. Don't just say uniformed services like we're a bunch of fucking lunch ladies out here slinging <laughs> chicken nuggets at the youth. Fucking fucking toll booth workers. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just out the here, armed, here's your quarterback. Excuse me. I, I let me let me let me take that back. We believe okay? in the second amendment around here. I'm gonna take it back and redact that and say it's going to be you guys are all in the armed forces. And then you have those yeah. in uniform services and those team players and such. Yeah. They all work together for a common goal. So it's like, well, I don't care where you come from. We got to do this together. So I don't care where you're from, what you look like. We here together. So, And that also forces you guys to get to know each other while you guys are accomplishing that goal as well. Yeah, like I think I, re- I, think I remember, and we're not going to get deep into this story to incriminate us, but I think I remember when we went to, we was in a hotel in Seattle. And I think it's me and Bama. So me, Bama, and then it was uh, this kid Alvarez, who's Ecuadorian. And I think Cadillo might have been with. I forgot who the fourth person Pauly. was. Oh, Polly. Yeah. So pizza face, pizza face, fucking chunky little white dude from North Carolina, or whatever. Unnamed Polly. How the fuck do you remember where these people are from? <laughs> um, no clue. I actually don't know why I remember random stuff like. Now, if you ask me what I ate for breakfast two days ago, I would have zero answers for you. Or if you ask me, I don't know, explain anything that happened after you left Fallujah, Iraq, and I'd be like, mm. <laughs> like So I'm missing years out of my life, but I remember random stuff like that, right? So you got me, uh, you got me, Bama, Paulie, and we used to call him Poppy Alvarez. Alvarez was also from New Jersey, but he was from, like, I don't know, like two, three cities over or something like that. I used to drop them off whenever we went on leave. But, like, just you get in a group of people like that and you just realize that everybody really wants the same thing. Like, we, we're away from home. We want friendship. We want family. We want to have a good time. Yeah. We want to look out for each other. Nobody usually – there's not that many, like, 
And I always got this, like, in leadership, I always understood this one thing about people. Like, they join the military. If 100 people join the military, 99 of them joined to be rock stars. Like, they wanted to be studs. They wanted to be the best sailor, airman, marine, or soldier that they could be. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a 1% that are just dickheads who are just, nothing's going to change that. They're assholes. They're bred by assholes. They're always going to be assholes. They're never, ever going to be on anybody's like list. There are people like that. But 99% of the people who join, they don't join with that, right? So when you separate people from, it's like when you separate people from, like, a gang. Like, for instance, a perfect example is, like, Malcolm X. Malcolm X, he grew up with pimps, hustlers, prostitutes, the, the, the slum, right? And then you take him and you put him with the Nation of Islam who was looking for better, and you isolate him to that. Now it's like, oh, well, none of that stuff really matters. Most of that stuff was just kind of like, well, I needed to be part of a group because people in general were um, – what is it? We're tribal by nature, right? Because even from, it's, it's like a survival thing from us. Because even and from. it's like kind of product of your environment type thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So you're going to, we're, we're tribal by nature because like in the beginning, we had to stay in tribe. One man don't make it on his own. One man and woman didn't make it on their own back in the day. Like you're talking like thousands of years ago. They didn't make it on their own. So you needed to be in a tribe, right? Because it's like, well, I can't do everything. Like I can hunt. But say I can hunt. But I need more than just the meat I'm hunting. I need. I say you um you you uh forage right so you forage you can plant you can do this and that right mm-hmm. say bam a fish and he could repair stuff and stuff like that like we all need each other so one person couldn't do it so we were tribal by nature so we're also tribal by nature because we're social people that's why people go crazy in isolation that's why you put somebody in jail you put them in a box or something like that they go to isolation they start losing their mind because they start deteriorating mentally mm-hmm. because we're social by nature so what happens is like the, whatever you're brought up around you adapt to become social to that network. So a lot of times that's the same thing with like racism. It's the same thing with like gangbanging. It's the same thing with like most groups that people join. You become tribal. Like in the military, we're tribal as hell. Like Army Navy game, come on. I don't care. I won't watch none of Navy's games in in college football. But when they play Army, ho, oh, hey, grab my beer. <laughs> bring bring the whole that's thirty a, pack in here. That's that's no joke, man. Like I I don't give a shit about Navy or Air Force's games, but you know I was in the Navy. Now I'm in the Air Force. So Saturday I'll be tuning in. I'll be checking on what's happening. Yeah, that's the only game to care. They play. They could play. Uh, if Navy could play Miami tomorrow, Air Force could play Ohio tomorrow. Um, Army could play um Florida State tomorrow. I don't care. Yeah, but I let watching that. But let Navy play Army. Or Navy play Air Force, or Air Force play Army. Let it be military versus military, and it's like, oh, I'm tuned in for this because you know, what I mean, you got a state, you got a dog in that fight. So, Bama, let me ask you. So, you're a white man in America, in the South. How are you raised when it comes to like dealing with different people um, of different ethnic groups? Well, me personally, like I, you know, I know. There's a big stereotype with people in the South, especially in Alabama. You know, you we. We get a lot of it. You know, I mean, we're like 49th in education, I think. So some of it is probably warranted. But me personally, I came from a really good family, like with good values. And, you know, they taught me it don't don't fucking matter, you know, what color somebody is, what their culture, their background. None of that shit matters. You know, their mm-hmm. sex doesn't matter. If mm-hmm. they, you know, like they they taught me that society should work off of like, um, a good, well, a good analogy would be like what, uh, what Jordan Peterson says. Like he says uh, a hierarchy of competence. Like, what do you give back to society, to America? Like, what are you a productive person? Like that, 
that's how my parents brought me up. It's like, look, be a productive human and, you know, love your neighbor. And that's, you know, they didn't like force religion on me. Mm-hmm. They didn't do any of that. They were just like, hey, you know, be a good person, you know, try to be generous and try to be humble and don't be an asshole. So that's like kinda, when that's you how were, I was raised. When you were coming up and I know by then you've seen all the different stereotypes and the way they painted African-American people or Mexican or any Spaniard to be right or Hispanic, I should say. And Hispanics to be, um, what did you think about that when you saw these people? and Or what do you think about it when you saw them acting differently from what was portrayed to you? Well, that, you know, going back like 20 years, I mean, the first time I was exposed to it was in, you know, like the military. And that, you know, moving to a different state. Like when I moved to the state of Washington, that place was so culturally different and there's just, I mean, legend can tell you, I mean, there's, it's a melting pot of culture up there. I mean, there's tons of, you know, Seattle's, I mean, black, white, Mexican, Filipino. I mean, there's so many different. (laughs) I didn't know that because there's this guy, I forgot his name. He goes around to these different uh, states. This black guy, I forgot his name. He had the glasses, a little wild hair. Oh, you're talking about the dude who be pulling people. um, Sightings of black people in these (laughs) times. Oh, I thought you were talking about the dude who be going to like clan rallies, who be getting them to give up their uh, hoods and shit like that. No, 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 no. I don't know about that guy. I never seen that before. But there's a guy who goes to different uh, states and these different towns, and he finds like areas were so populated with, you know, most of the population is white and he tried to find black people in that population to ask them what's their experience, what's their experience been like so far living in this particular environment. So, and he's never, I don't think in Seattle or Washington, he never. Well, Washington. So if you go to Washington, like, like Washington and Seattle, like Seattle was a melting pot, like Jason said, but, um, Tacoma, Tacoma is more of like, if you wanted to find more of a, you pouring that drink heavy, I'm girl. Sorry. Get it, girl. Get it. Pour that drink. Stop playing, making everybody think I'm an alcoholic. Well, I'm at w- this Fox. is Gatorade anyway. Well, the Gatorade? Listen, <laughs> 1800 no, silver Gatorade? There, there's no way that you could pour enough alcohol in that drink to compensate for the amount of alcohol me and Legend consumed in like, what, two and a half years? <laughs> oh, up yeah. There? Something oh around there? Yeah. yeah, so I mean, but like he's saying, it was a melting pot out there. It's a whole lot of people from everywhere. And then on top of that, the other thing that going to kind of compensate with that is like being in the military. You're going to also see a lot of people. But just in Washington, like the natives that was there, native people that was in Seattle or whatever, it was just that, right? Like, like he said, it's a melting pot. Tacoma you'll find like a higher population of black people. But I think also with black people, we fail to realize because a lot of us grow up in areas where we're high black populations. Like, like you grew up like, like, yeah, it's in a centralized location. Yeah. It's in a more centralized location. So like when you was in Miami, it was kind of like, all right, well, Hispanics dominated, you know what I'm saying? But then when you went to Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale became more like, all right, you have more black, more blacks and Caribbeans and Jamaicans and everything else. And, And, but at the end of the day, what we still got to realize is like when they go to the census and they say black people, they count all of those people together. Right. Like, so they count Haitians, Jamaican, everybody can say like, well, I'm not black. I'm Jamaican or I'm West, whatever. Okay. If you're Brown enough, they're going to call you black on the census. Right. When they do it. (laughs) So when they say that population of 14, like we're like 14, 15% of the population. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we got to realize like, that is a huge gap. Like, so the min- the majority is still white people. So, like, when they go there in certain places, they're going to have a different, they're going to have a different experience. It all depends based off of, like, what they do with, like, a, like when I've met black people that come from places that are predominantly white, 
a lot of times they didn't have bad experiences just because of the fact like nobody cared, right? Like it, especially like the biggest problem with the South sometimes is that people already make their assumptions because of slavery, right? Right, and that's why I was asking Bama like what what was his experience when he saw these people acting differently from what was always portrayed in the media or around him via his peers. Yeah. And to your point, Fox, like my personal experience, like when I got to, you know, that area where there was so many different cultures and things like that, it was a shock to me. Like, you know, and growing up, like racism was present, you know, you, you know, it was around, you could, you know, you didn't have to look very far to see it. And, my wife also spoke to this matter because she's from California and she didn't come to Alabama until she was like 18 years old. And she's like, I didn't know racism was a thing until I got there. So it did exist and it still does, unfortunately. And, you know, but me, like, like I said, I I got kind of lucky. I was raised by a good family who taught me that shit don't really matter, you know? So just wherever you go, be nice to everybody. Don't be a dick. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't really like me and, you know, me and Ledger hit it off pretty much immediately. Like, well, OK. Yeah, and this you know, your experiences have been, you know, you've been in constant kind of in the same vicinity as someone else outside of your own peer. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So what that part of Alabama well. are you from? Alabama? Uh, up north, right close to the Tennessee line. No, go ahead and tell me what the name of this little ass town is. Dad, you yeah, it'd be hard to find on a map. You could drive through it in about fifteen minutes. So. Well, no, you're gonna say the name. I, no, all right, I'll let you live. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, uh, so it, like that's the crazy thing, right? Like me and Bam, and, and we never we had zero issues, right? Like we had zero issues. It was just kind of like we talked and just like kind of just felt each other out, like the same thing that dudes do. We like two dogs sniffing each other ass, and then it's like, Ew. all right, you cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, it wasn't. But you know, what I mean, you know how dogs like to try to get to know each other, kind of. So it's like, all right, cool. Because one thing Bama tell you is that I'm not a bully. Like the only people that I put my hands on is like I wrestle around and fuck around with my friends, or I'm fucking you up for real because I don't like you. Like there's, there's no in between there, right? So it's not like I'm one of people. I don't bully people. It's just kind of one of those like, all right, if you fuck with my friends, you fuck with the people I care about. I'm going to be the one you deal with, right? Like, because I'm protective of my tribe. Like, you know how I am as far as the family, where it's like, I might take a beating from you, but let somebody else say something to you, and I'm going to clear out a whole damn street, right, behind you, right? And I'm the same way with my friends and the whole thing. So we hit it off from the beginning, and I, I think me and him just, it, as weird as it may sound, we just came really from a place of like, all right, if we got anything in common. If we don't, I think, like, me, if me and him didn't have anything in common, we wouldn't have had any disagreements. We just wouldn't have been friends because we don't have anything in common. Yeah. But once we talked uh, about some of the things we like, and it's like, oh, you like guns? I like guns. You know what I mean? The same I think thing that I said everybody like, has more things in common yeah. than they realize. They don't take the time to get to know one another. Yeah, you like know? They don't. They yeah. don't. And I, I blame, you know, a lot of that on, you know, social media and the internet. Yeah. And everybody's so isolated now. You know, face-to-face communication is – Almost unnecessary. And you know. another big thing, just like I was telling you about on the last podcast, that a lot of people feel so protected by the internet. Like, if you had a, a wild thought in your head or something like that, the way that you're going to ask me in person versus the way that you'll ask me on the internet because there's no consequences is completely totally different. different. Like, say if you had a stereotype about black people and you was like, well, I heard all black people do this type of dumb shit. You see me in front of you bench pressing 450 pounds in the gym when we go to the gym or something, you like... 
maybe I should kind of think about how I ask this question, not come yeah. disrespectful. Well, let me tell you something yeah. that happened to me today. I was on Facebook. I got a friend request from somebody. It's a girl. And <laughs> anyway, so she, <laughs> I was looking at her. I'm like, we don't have a friend in common besides like, like different spiritual people that we follow. Yeah. And I was like, I said, Hey lady, do I know you? And she was like, no, you don't know me actually, but we have one mutual friend in common, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, no problem. Beautiful. It's all good. And she was like, are you lesbo? I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like how oh you come God. at me like, just like that, you but, know? But, like, you gotta, but you got to think it's the same thing. Like, Why would you say like, that? Like, for instance, so homopho- like homophobia is another one of those cases that people have where it's like, I don't care. Like, I don't, like, my Overwatch when mm-hmm. I was in Iraq was this dude named Kevin. Mm-hmm. Gay is all outdoors. I don't care what Kevin does in his spare time. I don't care how many bodies he got. I don't care how many <laughs> backs he didn't broke. I don't care about how many he dicks he sucked. Back. All I care about is that Kevin keeps people off my ass yeah. in the desert. Yeah. That's all I cared about. And then you know what? Kevin, Kevin was a bomb-ass space partner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was a fire-ass space partner. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then even when we came back, dude can cook his ass up. It's like, so I think sometimes with, like, with the military, we take the time to I be like. cooking you breakfast? Nah, I ain't spending the night. I left after you <laughs> done. <laughs> but it's kind of like you, like, in the military, like, you going to play. Like, it's something that I learned in the military that I didn't, like, I learned in the military and I got a glimpse of it in college, which is white boy fun. White boy fun a little different than what you get used to. Bama? Growing up in. White boy fun a little different. Is that true? But think about yeah. this. He, I mean, yeah, it can be depending on depending on the situation. <laughs> like what I'm saying is, it's like if you get drunk and you pass out, all black party, you get drunk, you pass out, people just gonna talk shit about you. Mm-hmm. You get drunk at a white boy party, somebody might draw a dick on your face. <laughs> what? Hundred oh, percent. That's what I'm saying. Is like especially wh- in the military. white boy fun. <laughs> white boy fun different. <laughs> Yeah, in the military, like, we used to do it all the time, man. Like, if you know, we would have, uh, like, when we lived on base there, I mean, like, the whole block, you know, would gather at one person's house there in the cul-de-sac, and we would all party. But if you were the first one to pass out, like, it was fucking fair game, <laughs> Shame man. Shame like, on sharp, you. Yep, sharpies to the face. Like, you, you're going to be wearing it. I it's mean, bad. It, you're gonna, oh, my God. You're going to be toting it. But, you know, like, the difference was, was, like, when I saw that, because, like, it's one of those type of ideas where, one of those ideas is like it's the it's the intent behind the action. For instance, like if somebody was to do something like that to me growing up in the hood, it'd be like, oh well, now I'm gonna break this dude's orbital bone. He's not gonna see tomorrow. Like I have to ride on him. But when you see when you're like in a di- when you're like in a different atmosphere or a different culture, because the military is like its own culture. To be honest, yeah. you get into that, and with it being a different culture, you wind up understanding this doesn't come from a place of disrespect. This is just a place of like this is how we joke with you. Hold your liquor better. Yeah. Get a stronger liver, pump them kidneys up, oh drink God. a little water before you get here. Don't pass out, pussy. Like, I mean, that's that's <laughs> where we at with it. Yeah, that's basically what it was. I mean, it, you know, there was no malicious intent to it ever. You know, but, but I mean, we were fucking, we were kids, man. We were, yeah. you know, that was, we were young as shit, stupid. I mean, now if like, you know, like my buddy came over last weekend to just like chop it up, watch football for a little bit, whatever. Like he has some couple of hours there. And, uh, you know, he's he's a dad. He's got, like, five, six kids, and he's tired. He just fell asleep, you know, drank, like, two beers and fell asleep. I was just like, he needed, uh, he poor, needed that this me poor time. man. 
You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to draw on his face. Yeah, I'm too old for that shit. It's different now. We damn near 40. But when we was talking yeah. about, but like, let us had it been, let us had it been underage or 21, 22 or whatever. We, look at this two beer queer. Go and draw mm-hmm. dicks on oh his face. God. Like, he would, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, we would have, like, you know what I mean? It would have been that bad. But it's just kind of like one of the things, it's part of the culture. And that just shows how far a culture will go. I've never done anything. Like, the first time I even seen anything like that was at College at Rutgers. Right? Yeah. Like, so the first, I'm like, they just drew dicks on. I, I would kill all of y'all. <laughs> and they like, no, nah, man, it's different here. Like, talking to dudes on the football team, like, talking to a senior who comes from my hood. You know what I'm saying? He like, dog, it's just different. They don't mean no harm by it. Like, you just got to understand. You know, I'm from, I'm still street right then. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then, you know, you join the military. And, you, and once you start realizing the intention behind the stuff, it's different. Like, for instance, there's a big difference between somebody making an off-color joke to me that don't know me. Mm-hmm. And then there's a difference between Bama making an off-color joke to me. Because he knows me and it's not coming from a place of like, oh, I'm trying to degrade you or disrespect you. And that's right. one of the number one people, uh, issues that people have when they deal with uh, people of different ethnicities when they deal with people of different uh, sexualities and mm-hmm. the whole nine. It's like, like for instance, like um, like like Ash, like Ash for instance, yeah, like a- Ash, like Ash yeah. used to stand watch with me, right? And you mm-hmm. know, Ash was married to a dude or something like that. Yeah, I make some I make some jokes to Ash that aren't okay to say yeah, to other people, okay. yeah. and you hear how I talk to him, but it's like he knows I'm coming from a place of like, dude. I break somebody's neck for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. literally gave you, I literally furnished your whole apartment. And this, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I literally gave you some stuff and, and, and did things for you. And you didn't do things. Like, we are friends. You know what I'm saying? But it's a difference. And I think people fail to realize, like, it's not always what you say. It's about knowing where you come from with what you say. Like, for instance, like, when, um, like, uh, when, when, like if Bam would say something, Bam was to say, like, hey, here's up to, like, fucking silverback gorillas in the room. I know where that comes from. We have a history. I know Bama doesn't mean, it's not like he's saying like, oh, look at this like colored monkey or something like that. No, it's because of like the shit that we used to do. He actually to- sits in the bed like a gorilla. I just want to let you know that. I think he's talking about that on the podcast. <laughs> I, hope podcast. I, I hope he did podcast. I hope he heard the podcast. I hope you heard I've known it. this man for a long time. Trust me. He was me. on knuckles I, I, and everything. It was like epic. He looked just like a gorilla just sitting there. <laughs> Yeah, well, but, uh, I've never been manhandled by an actual gorilla, but I would imagine it's probably uh, along the same lines. Oh, my God. But the, the thing about it is, like, what I'm saying, it's like if I call, like, if I am like if I say some crazy shit to Bama, like some old crazy-ass joke, and I usually don't go for the low-hanging fruit, but if I'm like, God damn, you backwoods-ass clown, like, this, if I say something like that to Bama, Bama, no, it's not like me coming at you saying, like, oh, well, you dumb southerner or some shit like that. This is just me fucking with my boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't come from a place of disrespect. It doesn't come from a place of hate. And I think that's a huge part that people don't understand yeah. when they say something to people. They're like, oh, well, you could say that. Like, they like, don't really know their place. Yeah, like you don't know your place where you yeah. fit at in my life. Like Bama knows where you fit at in my life, and we can say some things to we oh, can say some things to each, each other. other. I do love, love I love Bama. Other. I love Bama. But you got to understand, I'm not like the girl you was talking to who hopped in your inbox. <laughs> I'm securing my masculinity and I'm securing my sexuality. I can honestly say I love Bama and I'd snap a few necks with Bama, no questions asked. And I understand that he do the same for me, but it's just the understanding of like, we know where it's coming from. And that's what too many people don't. And that's, I, I honestly think that when people have a lot of these cases where even in the military, where it's like, Oh, well they said something offensive or they did something. It's because they don't know where you coming from when yeah. you say it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, and just saying, it's a huge difference between Bama making a joke with me about something, and then some other random ass dude who I don't like the way he said it saying that shit. Now it's like 
I beat you the fuck up. And they're like, well, well, you know, Bama just said it. You like, ain't Bama. You <laughs> ain't Bama, motherfucker. Like, I know him. You know what I'm saying? That's my brother. You, on the other hand, I don't know you. Like, I yeah. go upside your head. Yeah. But, um, Bam, what you think about this? Uh, what you think about this COVID vaccine? How you, what you think about like all the shit surrounding the COVID Cause vaccine? Because he did mention, you know, he was talking about, well, we all isolated and whatever, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. So that that's a part of that with this whole COVID issue. Well, yeah. Prefacing that, um, to piggyback off of what you guys were saying, I, you know, yeah. It, I mean, it does matter like where you're coming from with something, the context of what you might be saying, but also, I mean kind of my pet peeve with just people in general people are so fucking sensitive about everything especially shit that does not affect them yeah i mean that that's my biggest problem like you know like my old man he'll get like triggered about you know trump or something like that and i'm just going man how the fuck does that affect your life it doesn't (laughs) if you didn't turn on the news for the last 10 years nothing about your life would be different yeah, your paycheck don't change. Yeah, yeah, whatever you're doing, none of that stuff changes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. And like 90% of the shit you're listening to or that people are saying, it don't matter. It, it don't affect your life. So why get upset about it? Yeah, that's how I feel about, like, with the social justice warriors and stuff like that. Like, I understand people bringing, th- bringing light to certain things and fighting for it. But my whole thing about it is, like, it's the hypocrisy in it where it's the hypocrisy where it's like, hey, at a certain point, you got to realize, like, People ain't perfect, and everybody's not going to agree with what you do. Like, it's certain things that me and you not going to agree on. That don't change the fact that, like, anytime we're in the same area, we're going to go grab a beer, talk some shit, and do whatever. We just not we we just can't agree on everything. But the the, the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, we both agree to respect each other as men, and we both agree that like we care about each other. We're gonna look after each other the whole night, and we focus on the things that we do want to talk about. Like, we ain't gonna sit there and argue about the shit to like. Well, I don't like this. Or I don't like that. You don't like that. Well, yeah, let's argue about that. differences on, right? Yeah, yeah it's like, why are we going to focus on that? Because uh, the people in your circle, if you are in a circle of people who y'all have all the same agree, uh, y'all got all, y'all agree on all the same stuff, y'all disagree on all the same stuff, that's not a, that's an echo chamber. You're not learning nothing. You're not becoming better. You're not growing. You're not getting a different opinion about anything inside of that circle. So you're doing yourself an injustice, and you're not growing as a person. Yeah, and, you know, to touch on that, too, I mean, that – like if you just like these people that just like they get on Facebook, they get on Instagram, they look at the news, they look at it like I feel like no like a, a large percentage of people nowadays like don't have an identity of their own. No, they don't they, have an opinion. They got the opinion that's fed to them in the morning when they look at their, uh, their um, social media feeds in the news. Group thing. That's right. And when you do that. Like, I feel like you're blinding yourself to alternatives, whether that be your political position or, you know, your position on race or whatever it may be. Like, if you don't actually sit the fuck down and listen to what people are saying and, like, try to take it in, then, like you said, you're not going to learn anything. I mean, it's a waste of time. So why not just be isolated? Yeah, it's group think, you know. Yeah, at that point, yeah, that makes sense. But talking about isolation and COVID vaccines, the (laughs) The the best word that I would come up with, uh, my opinion on the vaccines is, um, I would say, skeptical. Um, You know, I'm not vaccinated. I, you know, not saying I will never get it, but there's just a lot of questions I feel like that would have to be answered before I would be willing to do that. I, my take on it is, is the matter of, 
there's no one size fits all to anything. We all have different type of DNA. We all, our bodies react differently to different chemicals, right? We're walking chemical reaction, right? So to speak. So just what might work for you may not work for me. So there should never, under any circumstances, even with medicine, be a one size fits all. Yeah, I mean it's the same with like, like the ridiculous. dosage. Like if we had, if we all had ADD and we get Adderall, well, guess who's going to get the biggest dosage of Adderall? Me, because right. I'm the biggest out of the three of us. Right. You know what I'm saying? But and then so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. But like, so it's not a one size fits all. Yeah. I 100 agree with that. Go and ahead. look how people um, are affected by COVID. You have it, it. It varies by your blood type. Yeah. Okay. You have the people with the A plus blood types getting severe. The we damn near dead. You know, and so you have those people with the old positives. They're coming out of it. They still sick, but they come out of it with the worst side effects, autoimmune yeah. diseases, come, stuff coming up out of the of blue. It, like what is going on with my body? On the flip side of it, even with the vaccine, apparently old positive people are having less side effects from the vaccine. Oh, well, that's great. That's great because they have the worst after the, yeah, the, the, the worst, worst side effect COVID. from so, COVID. So, I mean, it's kind of like. Hit and miss, and so, yeah. and then when you talking about like the we talking about the Wuhan Weezer, like this is man made. Like I don't care what nobody say. Like this I'm, ain't this ain't some shit that God brought to us. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's man made, right? Like whether I ain't gonna get into the, all the politics of people in the conspiracy theory and put my Alex Jones hat on and say like who made it. It don't matter who <laughs> made it. Somebody made it, and it wasn't God or the Supreme Being or whoever you think got a little more juice than us mm-hmm. that live upstairs or something like that. Or if mm-hmm. you don't believe in that. It wasn't the environment. It wasn't Mother Earth. It wasn't natural selection. Right, it wasn't. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't one of them type of things. So, I'm also, so, like, I'm also not vaccinated. And military's making it. Ma- you still active duty, Bam? Uh, no, I'm guard now. Oh, yeah, you guard now. Yeah, that's right. So, for active duty, they're making it mandatory. So, they made it mandatory. So, I get it. But the whole thing is just like, so, we did the, so we did the anthrax vaccines. Did you get that series of um, anthrax vaccines? Or oh, you got some of them, I'm imagining? I think I got them, yeah. Yeah, so I went through vaccines from, I went through a whole series of vaccines. I got one of them twice because my medical record wasn't updated because you know how great military medicine is. It's the finest institution in the world. Like, I just love when people tell me, like, oh. Yeah, I just love when people tell me, like, oh, well, y'all got free health care and y'all got the best health care in the world. It's like, you know nothing about the military like yeah bitch you, ain't nothing free first ain't, of all. ain't nothing free buckle five you know what i'm saying like freedom yeah. ain't free like mm-hmm. so when you sit there and talk about people just assume and they just jump on it because you know anything any, if you got anything going good for you or anything that's seen good people always act like any type of trauma or any type of hard set of circumstances they go through it's a comparison contest yeah. right like it's like well i grew up harder than you i was poorer than you so give me respect it's like no, nah, I feel sorry for you, bro. If you grew up poorer than me, like you was, like you know, what I mean, when I go to the Philippines and watch a kid jump and shit river for a nickel, I feel bad for him. I'm not gonna give him more respect and give him dap and make him my OG. I yeah. feel bad for you. Yeah, but I'm the same way with it, where it's skeptical, and I think like so. I took the COVID. I mean, I took, I took the COVID vaccine. Took the anthrax vaccine. So now on the VA website. There's a list to sign up. So if you had the COVID, I mean, um, I keep saying COVID. If you had the anthrax vaccine within a certain amount of time, they got you a list where you can go ahead and put your name, your DOD ID number, social security number, all that stuff. You put all your information on there, and if you were in a certain batch number, it's basically like the new mesothelioma because it got a binding agent in yeah. it that's going to affect you or whatever. So, like, 
the crazy thing to me when people make the counter argument about if you're skeptical about the vaccine is they're like, well, just get the vaccine. Especially for people in the military, the first thing they say to us is like, well, you went in there, you got all them shots. You got a peanut butter shot in the ass, you know what I mean, when they gave us penicillin and everything else, right? And then whoever ain't washed out and it didn't work out good for them, they had allergens, you get red dog tags. You know what I mean? And a lot of us didn't, right? But that process is like the education system where the education system is made for about 80% of the people. Yeah. The, like, I have a son with autism. The, the education system is not built for my son with autism because basically you're teaching birds how to fly and my son's a fish. Yeah. So, yes, my son is going to miss some markers because he doesn't fly. You know what I'm saying? But if you grade him on how he swims or if you compare it to doing something different in swimming, now he's phenomenal at what he does, right? right so. Right, right. So it's the same thing with the um with the military where you just throw all these you throw all these ideas out or just medicine in general. You throw all these ideas out, you throw all these um dosages and something like that. Why should I get the same dosage as you? Like there should be some differences and I don't feel yeah. like with the skepticism to agree with Bama, it's like I don't feel as though people have done enough due diligence. It's just more of a like it's not more of a like I care about the military member. It's more of a well, we got to do something we because people are dying and the yeah. numbers is up. So I have to yeah. take action. And a lot of time that action is just is you going through the motions yeah, is basically what I'm saying, right? Yeah, Well, that's yeah. the big question, right? Is it really about your health? And that is where my skepticism comes in because, you know, if I sit back and look, I mean, I live in an area where, you know, the percentage of people that are um, morbidly obese it's one of the highest percentages in the country. But, okay. that food, but that food good as hell, though, ain't it? Yeah, man, all that fried food, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look around down here, and there's the the percentage of people that are, you know, morbidly obese. It's astronomically high. I mean, it's everywhere you look. And so when I see that, you know, and I see the government and, you know, doctors and things like that, I mean, none of those people seem to care that, 675,000 people died from heart disease last year. Or, they, or, they don't or care. hypertension, diabetes, uh, kids, yeah. all and of that stuff. That's right. And nobody bats an eye about it, right? But then you're going to tell me that I need a vaccine for a, a virus that if I get the vaccine, I can still transmit it to other people. Right. I can still get sick. You can still and die. Die. Yeah, I could still die even if I get the vaccine. And What's on top of that, the vaccine could have complications with it. I could get myocarditis right. or, you know, blood clots, those kinds of things. So, yeah. the, you know, I don't oh think it's God. about our health. I really don't. No. I mean, and that's not, I'm like legend. I'm not putting a conspiracy theory hat on here. But yeah. if you just look at the numbers straight up, mm-hmm. like the amount of people that are surviving you know, coronavirus I'm one versus people that Fox are. Is one I'm one of them. I damn near yeah. died. So. Yeah, I had it too. I, I yeah, had yeah. COVID and I got sick for a couple of days and it sucked. But the difference is if you look at the numbers, you know, th- that, I mean, this is like, you know, a rough number of what the CDC puts out, mm-hmm. you know, of the people that have died from coronavirus in the United States, mm-hmm. on average, those people had I believe it was the number was like between 2.5 and four comorbidities. So they Mm. were diabetic. They had hypertension. They were extremely Mm -hmm. overweight. They were, you know, all those kinds of things. But if you look at the amount of, you know, healthy young people that are dying from the coronavirus, it's like 0.08%. And it ain't even just young. Like we're in, 
like when I think about young people, I think about the kids and the, uh, you know, what I mean, early twenties or something. We in our mid thirties, like yeah. all three of us in our mid thirties, and we done had COVID obviously within the last two years because that's when COVID popped, right? Like, right. and we're still all here. And the big difference is, is like. And we're not even we're not we're not Olympic triathlon athletes or whatever. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was like we're in, like we're in decent shape. We don't have hypertension or anything like that. We're just averages at best. You know what I'm saying? We're we're not elite. You know what I'm saying? Like decathlon athletes or something like that. And we came out fine. Like we're still going through our day to day processes and everything else. And to harp on what you're saying, Bama is like for me. It's like it it, it ain't enough people dead. Like, uh, like, if I, I'm, I'm gonna just be like, a, like, if I'm just being an asshole about it, it's just not enough people dying. The numbers don't support. And then now, when you poking at everything, like, I got a family member, and I'm gonna be real vague about a family member that works in medical that told me that like doctors was getting kickbacks, getting kickbacks or whatever because of di- making COVID diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, where did the flu go? And all this stuff. So it's something to yeah, be skeptical we'll about. This, my, this approaching flu season soon. Like, uh, yeah, where? it's flu season. Yeah, you ain't never, like, I ain't got no you flu ain't shot. Never heard of, you no. ain't never heard of flu and COVID being in the same room. Flu. And right. then, so like, get, let's give a perfect example. So, Bama, run it back a couple of years when we was doing the flu mist. They oh, yeah. realized <laughs> that the flu mist didn't work. Mm-hmm. The flu such a big deal. It had numbers the same, like similar to what COVID is. It mutates every or whatever. year, mutates twice every a year. year. <laughs> Possibly, right? Like, I ain't no scientist or something like that. But we did the flu miss, active duty in the military. We did the flu miss for three years. And it ain't do nothing for us. Like, the only thing it did was get a couple of corpsmen sick or whoever <laughs> did medical stuff. They did because they just spraying the mist all in the same room, just pumping people through, pumping people through, and they breathing in all the damn mist getting sick. Like, that's yeah, the only I'm, thing that came out of it. I know there's a ton of doctors out there that, you know, say you need to get vaccinated and you need to do this and you need to do that. But have those people examined my blood work? Nope. Have they right. asked me about my family medical history? Nope. They don't uh-huh. know anything about you, but yet they know what's best for you. So, also, too, we give too much credit to the fact that, like, oh, you're a doctor, you know everything. That's Absolutely not the case. Absolutely not. Like, medicine with, with is a modern practice. medicine, it's a practice. Like, they That's call it right. the practice of medicine. Like, so, and especially, we're so specialized with it. So, it's like, like, you got to think, I got a, pri- like, so I got a primary care dude, right? Like, I got to do the primary care. And then I got to do who, like, then they send me to a specialist for anything else. But the whole part about it is, like, the dude that I go see in physical therapy, like, sir, I hurt my hip. The dude that I go see in physical therapy for my hip, he's not a podiatrist. The wonder why, like, all my problems actually come because I got, I got a problem with my foot because my um arch collapsed. The gate, yeah. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? So my arch collapsed, and now the gate when I walk is different and all of this stuff. So we have two, so many specialized people that don't talk enough, and if they don't talk, we don't get it. So we got all these specialized people. And then we forget to understand that just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you're good at your job. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like literally saying, like, every mechanic is built the same. So if I want to build a race car engine, I could take it to this dude who just graduated from school or something like that. Or I could take it to this old man who's been building race car engines or whatever. Everybody's not built the same as far as, like, every like every craft you do is skilled. That's like saying every guitarist is the same. So every every guitarist, every guitarist is Eric Clapton. You know what I'm saying? Like, every guitarist is like, you know what I'm saying? So I could put Eric Clapton, I could put Lenny Kravitz, I could put all of these dudes in the same place, and they all perform the same. Because they're all guitarists, right? So is a guitarist. Mm-hmm. Hell, Bama played the guitar. You want to go up with Eric Clapton? No. And you know what I'm saying? I think, <laughs> I think the biggest problem, too, 
with this is that there's so much misinformation about it out there. I mean, yeah. literally, I could I could hop on Twitter right now, write up a fake article, promote it for five thousand dollars, and sixteen million people would view it. Ten million of them would share it, and it's not true. It's a lie. So you can't do that. That's no, no, he, you can't he's just trust. saying that that's possible because, mm. like, the, what's the quality of information? Because, like, social Sign media me up, doesn't have enough easy? checks and it uh, doesn't have enough checks and balances, is what he's yeah. leaning at. Yeah, I know. I understand that. Yeah. But I'm just like, if this is being done, though. Oh, it is being done. 100%. I, want I mean, there's a ton of misinformation out there. Give I mean, me the about plug. anything. I mean, go on. <laughs> Not give me the plug. Look at the election. <laughs> Same thing. There was so much crap about, oh, Russian interference, this, that, and the other. You know, nobody could Our tell neighbor. what was true, what wasn't. I mean, Our neighbor just, just took down his Trump flag last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, and put up an LSU flag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, he did not want to let it go. Like, yeah, but, like, but the whole thing about it is, even with that, right, like, I 100% respect that. Because one thing that I understand, being in, in the military, compared to a lot of people, is I don't fight for – I fight for you to have the freedom to believe in whatever you believe in. Right. So when I go over here and I, and, I, and I raise the body count, I raise my body count and I lower the population of another country, that's so that you can complain, bitch, fuss about whatever you want or whatever. So you know what? If people burn the flag – or if people raise the flag and give it respect, you know what? I fight for either honor. And that's what a lot of people fail to realize. Like, so when they say stuff about, oh, well, you disrespect the military. Oh, well, politicians do this. Well, the military wouldn't like this and that. Nine times out of ten, when they talking about what the military like, they ain't talking to military people. This is just people who think, like, I bet the military wouldn't like this. You Basically, it's right. like it, for, for a, a good scenario for you would be Fox is like, it's mansplaining. It's like, well, me saying, like, well, women wouldn't like this and that. And you're over here like, well, nice ovaries, dog. Right. Tell me more. For you real. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, right. and people don't mind their own business. They don't mind their own business, and that that's another big issue with it. You know, it's like, oh, well, I know more than you, and I know what's best for you. You know, just because I did it, you should go do it. And <laughs> that's a huge issue. It's like, man, if you're going to knock on somebody, if you're going to come out and say somebody should do something, or that you know more about something, you better have your fucking ducks in a row. Yeah, because but what we run into with that is like any, any any issue that divides people, right? So let's break it up into thirds. So let's say for the example, right, you got team one, team two, and team three. So let's break it up, uh, you know what I mean, 33.3, put the line over it, 33.33%, right? Mm-hmm. So 33% of people feel... I don't like like it, we'll just use the vaccine. Thirty three percent people are like I don't want to get the vaccine. Thirty three percent, another thirty three percent are like I should get the vaccine. But that thirty three percent in the middle, all they're gonna do is just move wherever they don't care, right? So, but they do care once they got the vaccine, right? So, like if it's the vaccine, if it's politics, if it's um, government taxation, any issue, if it's abortions or whatever. Now, what you wind up with is now you wind up with the majority being whatever is being pushed by social media and the news and a whole lot of other things, because what happens with that is like, okay, well, I don't have a dog in that fight. So if people just say like, oh, well, I was about to go to Puerto Rico next weekend, or I'm about to go to uh, pick a country in South America, you know, I'm going to Ecuador or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to Brazil. Well, guess what? I want to go to Brazil and I got to be vaccinated to do it. So I'm going to get vaccinated. Now that I'm vaccinated, I don't care about whatever you crying about, about, Oh, you don't want to get vaccinated. I don't care. I got it. I didn't die. 
I'm good. Right. But, but see, the shoe would be on the other. You know, it would be different if they did have side effects. Like, oh, please don't get this vaccine. Yeah. Please. Da, 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 da. Or because they want their lives to return as normal as possible because the government tells them that that's the only way it's going to happen. That's so, the only way. Hey, let me fall in line. Because you know what? You know what? I kind of made it akin to. I had a, um. I was on. I talked to um. I talked to the home. I talked to my home girl, uh, Clarissa. And when I was talking about the vaccine, she was at, she was she was an advocate for getting a vaccine. And then I was just talking to her. It's the same thing about me not getting a vaccine. It's the same thing. It's like women's rights. You know what I mean? Like if I sit there and tell a woman that she can have an abortion, to get rid of her rabies, but she could do whatever she owns. It's like the same thing is applied. Like you can't tell me what applies to me. Right. Like What's some of the things that me? I do is discernment. Like some things that I do in life come from experience some things that I do in life comes from I have to do it and I don't really care I'm either way and some things come from discernment like if I look at something I'm like this and is what works situation. for you yeah like what works for me get out of there like like for instance if me and Bama was like let's see who can let's see who can deadlift the most by such and such a time our workouts might have some similarities but they're going to be different because certain things work for me so he might go for high reps because he's smaller than me he might go for high reps and increasing the weight like that. And I might go and just do five by five sets of heavy weight because that's what works for me to get me bigger because, like, Bama, his body type will get him cut faster. Like, he can get cut faster than me. I can get big faster than him. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, our body type, which goes furthermore into, like, how the, just the, the differences various, between yeah, and the variances. It's like, variance. just in the variances of doing things. If me and Bama sat around, didn't do anything, and we didn't work out, and all we did was just eat good-ass fried food and the whole nine, I'm going to get fat faster because I'm just a bigger dude. Like, my body is going to carry more weight and the whole nine. Now, if we go to lift heavy weights, I'm going to produce gains faster than him with heavy weights. He's going to produce more endurance with his body type. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just so many differences There's, in people, and it's just like we're not counting into yeah. a lot of There's the things no that's the variances or something like that. So. Well, and that goes back to what we were saying earlier about people not having an identity on their own. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a choice. If Group you want to get the vaccine, cool, go get it. You know, no one, it doesn't affect my life one way or another right. if you get it. Because guess what? If you but get it, you don't force it on me, though. Don't force it on me. If you, yeah. right, if you got the damn vaccine, okay, great. So you good. You can't give it to me. I ain't going to be able to give it to you. No. Why you worry? No, you can no, I know, but no, I know but that. What I'm but saying is, it's I'm still saying even. they're telling you though. Oh, get this, so you don't have to worry about that. But, so you shouldn't have no worries, right? But this, so so what my gripe is with that is, so for instance, right? Like, so we do, and yeah, like we do, uh, ROM vaccinations, so restriction of movement. So we do things like that, and it's like, so if you're not vaccinated and you go somewhere, so say for instance, me and Bam, me, you and Bam at the same command. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm vaccinated. You're not. Bama's not. Bama goes to Alabama. He got a quarantine when he come back. Yeah. You go to um South Florida. You got a quarantine when you come back. I go to fucking Bangladesh. I don't have to quarantine when I come mm-hmm. back because I'm vaccinated. But the whole thing about it is I can still get it. Yeah, it's Right? Stupid. So my thing about it is, like, keep the same energy with everything. It's like, just, just keep the same energy. So when you don't keep the same energy, it furthermore belie- makes me to believe that, like, your concern it's, isn't for my safety. Your concern is about making the numbers look good about like, well, we did mm-hmm. all we could do. So if it goes bad from here, we don't care. We just did everything we do. Why don't people see that they're putting this stuff in their bodies and it doesn't work? It's not well, doing that, what it's so-called well, was supposed I'm gonna to tell do. You, so I'm going to tell you. Like, what's the point? 
I you don't know what the long term effects are going to be for you. Well, I think, and I don't, I don't know what Bama going to say, but I mean, I'm going to let him have it right quick. But what I'm saying is like, so a lot of people is just going off of the scientific work, right? The scientific work is showing that. So I understand science, right? So science is going to tell you that anytime that we had to come over some big disease or something, vaccination is the best way, right? Like uh, the reasons why we're not worried about polio and other diseases small like pox. that. Smallpox and all that other stuff. So the reason we're not worried about that is because of vaccinations. It is true that it's because of vaccinations. And, For and, some. Yeah, so so I'm not, and like I said, I am on the side of letting people make their own choices. But I'm saying that when people look at that science, it's easy to come to the conclusion mm-hmm. that, okay, everybody, if the more people are vaccinated, the, more, the, the quicker we get rid of this disease, right? Yeah. Like the herd immunity ideas and everything else, right? Yeah. Because to me, when people were making that argument, to me, it's, it, I looked at it like the, I looked at the vaccine the same way that people look at a bulletproof vest. If you don't wear your plates in your body armor, mm-hmm. and I wear my plates in my body armor, and Bama wears a couple of plates in his body armor, he just wear the front and the back. Okay, cool. That don't, like, yeah, the only reason that affects me is because I got a man down. Because you didn't wear your plate, so you get hit, you go down. Mm-hmm. Bama gets hit in the front. He stays up. He gets hit on the side. He goes down. I get hit. I go down. I get back up. I'm still in the fight. So as far as that, I can understand it. But at the end of the day, your body armor work. Like, we're not fighting for the same goal mm-hmm. at this point. You know what I mean? Your body armor work. If you got a bulletproof vest, your bulletproof vest work, right? If mine, mm-hmm. if I don't wear a bulletproof vest, I get hit, you still alive. So unless we go into war and we fighting for the same goal, mm-hmm. and I think that's how people are looking at it. So I understand yeah, you what don't people... Wear a bulletproof vest to pro- I don't wear a bulletproof vest to protect you. Yeah. So yeah. I understand yeah, what right, people right, are saying right, from right, that yeah, standpoint. Yeah. And, you know, I always play the devil advocate, and I almost hate to play devil's advocate on a subject like this because of how how I feel about mm-hmm. independence because I feel as though the same way I feel about it is like anything else is like, it's my decision. So yeah. you can't shit on people for making their decision. Right. Like I understand like, and I, and I am the problem. My biggest problem with like even, and I, and I hate to like get into the political shit, but the biggest problem is that there's no middle ground anymore. There's no such thing as middle ground. It's either like, yeah, we're going to do all of this. Like you got people on far right. That's like, Everybody is like women shouldn't get women shouldn't be able to get abortions. And that's only because that's the topic we was talking about on last podcast. So that's why it's fresh in my mind. But women shouldn't get abortions. Everybody should get the vaccine. Is it my body or is it not? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's my body when it's the vaccine, but it's not my body when it's the abortion or vice versa. You go to the far, you go to the other side where they like everybody should get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. But everybody should get abortion. So it's like, is it my body or is it not? So you got to kind of stick somewhere and keep the same energy. That's the best way to describe it. And my wife was the one who keyed me into that. She said, what's funny about it is the same people who are screaming my body, my choice when it comes to abortions are the ones that are screaming everyone needs to get the vaccine. Right, which is ridiculous. about my body, my choice? What happened to that? What happened to that? She is exactly right. Smart woman. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even have to put Matriarchy. on that. Like, Matriarchy. Matriarchy in the me. building. Uh, nah. Matriarchy nah, in the building. Nah, it's the patriarchy around here. Matriarchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, outnumbered, baby. Yeah, y'all. We I let ain't... y'all. We let y'all think that, but okay. So she don't even let me think that, Fox. <laughs> she don't let me think that. She knows she's in charge. That's how it goes. And you know That's what? That's right, I Mama. I got four. I got four kids, Fox. I don't Shout out to your job. wife. Shout out to your wife. I don't want that job. She wants to wear the pants. I'm you not go even. Right gonna, ahead, even honey. though I know her name, I'm not gonna say her name. But ma'am, Miss <laughs> Bama, 
<laughs> Mrs. Bama. Shout out Miss Bama in the building. You know what I'm saying? I ain't approving. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, that's one of that's one of them things. Guess what? The reason that she can operate that way, why you shitting on the patriarchy? The reason that she can operate that patriarchy because Jason uh, Jason grew up in the same way that a lot of us grew up. Happy wife, happy life. So yeah, he know right. it's not worth it to make all of those little fights here and there because in the middle, like you know what? He look at it the same way, and he keep, you know what? Much respect, because right now, Bama keeping the same energy. Because the same energy that he said, like, about his old man, what he like, that shit don't affect you. The same shit that she, like, the same shit that would cause an argument with his old lady or something like that, it's like, you know what? That shit don't even affect me. I just let that shit slide, because I don't even care. Why am I going to let that shit affect me? That's keeping the same energy. So that's why yeah. I can respect so that statement. So you need statement. to learn from Bama is what you're saying? No, I, no, I keep the same energy. Bama. I'm an <laughs> asshole across been, the line. You need to learn from Bama. I've been trying to get that's him to listen to me like for to years, me. Fox. He won't do it. I okay. listen to you about that's plenty of stuff. That's what it sounds like to me. He needs to listen to but, you. But you know what? I keep the same energy because I keep a whole bunch. In my circle of people, we don't have the same thoughts on everything. So when I say about you're not growing, you're not doing this and that, when people don't have that um, circle of people who can disagree with their thoughts, if Bama disagree with what I say, he'll say like, hey, bro, I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't fucking agree. And you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to try to prove my point some more. And then at the end of it, if Bama don't agree, he's going to say, I don't fucking agree. It's not, this isn't, but we two grown-ass men. So we're going to disagree on it. I'm like, all right, we disagree. All right, well, I'm in such and such a place on this date. You're in such, a, such and such a place on this date. I just think you Let's need to apply that then to everything then. And I keep you'll the same be fine. energy. Happy yeah, wife, and that, that goes life. back no, to no, like no, being no, able no. to disagree. Like you said, like you happy said. Happy spouse, happy house. <laughs> That's the shit I'm on. So you well, can look at me however that you mean? want. Huh? What does that mean? I never that heard mean, that before. It's something you made up, which is not in the history books. So, therefore, so uh, where's happy wife, happy life? Show me the book, Mark read. Twain. It changed. What? Go things ahead. Change. Go ahead and say it's some bullshit. It's just like the Bible. Things change. So. No, go ahead. Go ahead and say your bullshit. Do your research. All right. Figure it yeah. out. Re- no. Carrie, I- I tell him to figure it out, Carrie. No, nah, Carrie ain't going to bail you out of this one. You can sit there and rub <laughs> it. I wish we had video feed right now <laughs> so we can sit here and watch you rub your feet with your legs crossed looking at me and your matriarch how stance. long? how long has it been since? You rub my feet. Mm, somebody slipping. Anyway, I rub your feet tonight. New subject. But I'm gonna still be on your ass, and you got hit my mouth the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm rubbing them. Go ahead and grab that coconut I'll be oil. Sleeping. <sighs> you ain't gonna be. Uh, hey, five minutes. You know how I get my foot rubs. Five minutes in, I'm gone. Two minutes, I'm on my shit. So guess what? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna stay up because I'm slapping them ties. Bama, you hear this we bullshit? On. I gotta go through. Save my foot, Bama. Bama can't mm. save you. No, I can't do that. My, you know, and I'm actually lucky there because my wife won't let me touch her feet, and I'm good with that. Cause you, you so know, rough, like, probably. No. Don't be rough with her feet. No, she's like, don't touch my feet. It creeps me out. I'm like, okay, cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. You couldn't pay her enough money to touch my really? feet. Really? I'll tell you that right now. Miss Bama, it ain't that bad. <laughs> Trust me, it's the best thing, smoking. Well, I, you know, that's it don't gonna put you to right to sleep. <laughs> well. <laughs> You know, she, like, I'm so lucky to have her because she's one of them women, like, she'll keep me in check. She'll call me out on my bullshit. Like, I'll be, I'll be in one of my moods and I'll be like, you know, I'll be ranting about something and she'll be like, shut up. Like, (laughs) you know, you're, you're so full of shit. Like, just stop. You know, she'll put me, she'll put me in check and get me back, you know, even. But that's what I do the same to her. That's what that thing is. It's like what we talked about before on previous podcasts. 
and how we operate where it's like we get like our, our job isn't to be equal. Like so many times people get caught up in the like, oh, we're equals, we're equals, we're equals. We're not equals. We're meant to give each other balance. So it's certain areas that you're going to be really strong in and I'm weak in and vice versa. But the point is to give each other balance so that I stay on the even kill. Like I feel as though like I'm still in the old mindset of things where I feel as though, yeah, I'm the captain of the ship. But Fox is the navigator. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not... Uh, Some like, things I just can't steer you away from, though. I try, but it just don't work. Why is you... My navigation you, skills is Why not is you over here state. gaslighting right now? I you ain't gaslighting. That? <laughs> that ain't gaslighting. Hey, that has nothing I'm to do you, with gaslighting. Hey, I'm telling you At right now. At all. I'm telling you right now. You want this to be the last sound you hear? <laughs> huh? <laughs> why I gotta do this to me? He does this to me all the time. When he hears something, he don't want to hear. You want that to be the last sound you hear? That's what he does to me. When he hears something, he do not want to hear. Mm. Well, that happens to me all the time. But honestly, I think that happens in every marriage. At least it should. You know, you. I I don't. I wouldn't want to be married to somebody who I who agrees with me all the time. Yeah. No, I need pushback. I need pushback to balance me. Because the whole thing about it is, I'm strong. No, you give a lot. Give you a lot of pushback. A lot of pushback. Yeah, you, you are setting drift times 1,000. But <laughs> when the ship is sailing, you are setting drift times 1,000. But what I'm saying is, is, like, the point of the matter is at the end of the day, win, lose, or draw, we might have a rough cruise, but we're going to get where we need to go. Hopefully. I love you. We're going to get where we need to go. Yeah. We're going to get there. Because if we don't get there, then I'm going to get the, one of us going to get there by ourselves because there's going to be some, there's going to be some killing going on. What is that? No, don't even, don't even worry about it. So, <laughs> so what we so what we saying? I is, cannot worry about that. Then, because now you're just making me have to edit something. <laughs> Literally, it's gonna keep going because that's his. That's him. That okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That that's literally that's him. So that's why I was trying to tell you, don't worry about it. This is what the people gonna hear, though. They're not gonna hear it. Oh well, you didn't say they were not gonna. <laughs> yeah, hear they're it. not gonna hear you it. Said don't worry about. And like, if they do, this? I gotta edit it. Whatever. <laughs> and now I'm not gonna edit it. So he got a call <laughs> on his phone. He working. He doing this and that. He got a call. And now, and now, this is my advice. Hey, when you hear that, deal with it. If it's in the audio, <laughs> so boom, and, and we gonna ride with that. So um. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely whatever. No Bama, big deal. You're supposed to be at work right now, Bama. No, we ain't going to drag my boy like that. I ain't going to let you drag my boy like that. We ain't, we ain't talking about work. Bama, what you think about what you think about Afghanistan right now? Man. Um, you talk about it's over. just a complete and utter, you know, failure on so many levels. Um there was never, I don't think, a great time uh, to leave Afghanistan, but I don't blame, you know, I know the, the common narrative is, oh, yeah, well, it's Joe Biden's fault, this, that, and the other. I, I, don't, I don't blame him. I mean, he's, let's be honest, I mean, he's a figurehead. He's the guy at the top. Yeah. But nobody, I feel like nobody brought him a great plan to get this done. So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the mid-level leadership and the upper leadership, like Joint Chiefs, all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't feel like anybody came up with a great plan to get this done. It was a rushed thing. Let's make it happen now. Yeah. You know, now's as good a time as any. Fuck it. Let's just do it. And it was a shit show. And there's still Americans right now on the ground there, trapped there. And it's a, man, 
I mean, like I say, we should have left 10 years ago if we were going to do it like that. I mean, I mean, that just, I mean people could make the argument we should have never been there in, in all reality. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's a bunch of that going around, man, and everybody seems to be an expert nowadays. Because you go on social media and everybody yeah. is a polit- political expert. 100%. But, you know, just I've got friends who, you know, fought, bled over there. I mean, that I never went to Afghanistan myself, so I don't want to sound like I know exactly what the fuck's going on on the ground over there. But, you know, I serve with a lot of guys that fought there, you know, that bled there, that lost friends. And, man... Just to see the look in their face is, I mean, it's painful, bro. It's painful when I see it. I'm like, God damn, man. Like you, I know you gave so much and sacrificed so much to go over there and help those people. And now that you just left them flapping in the wind and they're sitting there going, what the fuck did I even go for? I had two two of the homies. I had two of the homies kill himself when they was dealing. So like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of crazy when you sit there like, and then I, I did, Fox, I think I talked about it on one of the podcasts mm-hmm. about, I think I talked about it when I, when one of the podcasts, it got Afghanistan in the title. I had a homie where this dude spent four out of five years over there in Afghanistan between Kandahar, Bagram, whatever. Right. Like, so he, he, he spent four out of five years over there. This dude took a bullet and he took a bullet under the plates because you know how plates work, right? Like plates ain't built to keep everything out. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, a lucky shot get in, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, damn well, these cocksuckers over there ain't marksmen. They got a couple of them, but it wasn't it. They get a lucky shot and it get under the plates, right? And we don't wear, like, um, like, and I told Fox, like, with my body armor that I wear for shit hit the fan scenario, I got an ab protector, and I bought another ab protector that I wear on the back because I don't wear anything on my Anything on my belt, my rig or whatever, like, so say shit hit the fan right now and I gear it up and it's like, hey, it's the purge or something like that. All the stuff that I reach is going to be on my left and right side or on my plate carrier in the front where I can get to it because I got a front ab protector that's going to drop down that's going to cover my abs because if you get shot in the stomach, it's pretty hard to patch up. If you get shot in the back, it's pretty hard to patch up. And you know, wearing bulletproof vests and your time, you know, like, they don't cover everything. You know what I'm saying? It cover a lot of the vitals, but it still, it covers the vitals, but it don't cover all the spots that you're going to get, that a shot will hit you and you'll bleed out at. So, 100%. so he got hit in the back. So now he got hit in the back, he got hit in the spine, and similar situation to my brother, where my brother was wound up paralyzed from the waist down. He wound up paralyzed, and I'm not a medical professional, unlike everybody on social media. I happen to just be a regular person like the three of us. You know what I mean? We're regular people where we do good in our field, but we're not experts at everything. Apparently, we we just suck compared to everybody else. But he wound up being a, a quadruple. So he he wound up being he, – he wound up being hit from the waist down. He had, like, he lost some mobility in his upper body, right? But the thing is, is, like, dude's young. So you're talking about a dude who's not 30. You're talking about a dude – well – when he was over there, he wasn't 30. So you're talking about a guy who now who is 30 years old or whatever, 30, 31 years old, God rest his soul. I want to say, yeah, no, he's 30. He, he turned 31 before he died, right? So 31-year-old, and he came back from over there. He got out. He was paralyzed, got his 100% disability, all of that stuff, and he couldn't do anything. He couldn't play with his kids. He couldn't do any of that stuff, right? So you think about a guy who got kids. When he came back in and made a couple kids and this and that, you can't play with your kids. Imagine what that would be like, Bama. 
As a father, as a father who served in armed services, imagine what that would be like if your son came up to you and was like, let's play catch. Or kickball. Or, you you know what I mean, your daughter came up to play catch. Whatever. Like, one of your kids came up, let's play catch, let's play kickball, let's do something, let's go run. You want to just go for a workout or something like, you know what I'm saying, you want to run, you want to play, you want to do that, and you physically can't do it because you gave. You didn't give everything because there's some people who gave everything and they not here. But you gave a lot. You gave more. You gave a hundred percent more than the average person, and then you gave a whole lot. And then you sit in that situation where everything is taken from you, and everything else. And then you just wind up like, "Hey, that dude killed himself." And to me, it was so hurtful, or whatever. And it's just like that's what made me really look at like everything in Afghanistan and be like, "Damn," you know what I mean? Like when you look at that, when you look at your friend, like imagine if that was me or you. You know what I mean? We're looking at it like, damn, Bama went over there. Legend went over there, this and that, da-da-da-da, and, and something happened to me, and then I killed myself. You would take that, it, like, people don't understand how much, like, if you never had somebody that you care about or that you serve with or that you've been in that capacity with, to do something like to do something like that, you don't understand how much that hurts to the people around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's it does. I mean, I, you know, I mean, we've both been there, man. I mean, I had to. I mean, I, I, I've dealt with it just like you have. You know, I had to cut yeah. a guy down out of the rafters who just couldn't handle it, you know. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, I've been there. It sucks. And now for them to pull out of Afghanistan and, you know, the media, God, the media is just fueling it and adding fuel to the fire yeah. and making it, making it so visible. And there's 50,000 cell phones of, you know, taking videos of people falling off airplanes and stuff. I mean, yeah, just, Black Hawks and all that, yeah. Yeah, and there's just so much bad shit going on with it, and I'm going, man, I wish we would have come up with a better plan for this because and not only you have you say. royally Wait, fucked this up, of, this whole extraction. but out of helicopters. You know. So what he's referring to is like, so we left 85, we is in America, we left 85 billion, some number like that, right? Like an astronomical number of money that, we probably won't see between the three of us if we as successful as we possibly could be. So you got pictures of people, they're hanging them. Like they're taking Blackhawks, mm-hmm. right? Like you remember the movie Black Hawk Down? So our helicopters, our attack helicopters, they're taking Blackhawks, hanging people from them, and then parading that around and taking videos and putting it up. So imagine you're somebody who you were an Afghanistani informant, or something like that that was helping America or or whatever you did to piss off whoever in power right now, these cl- these cocksuckers, right? And they get in the helicopter, strap you to the, whatever the um, legs of the helicopter are called, and then drag you up there and hang you, and that's how they execute you oh, and send the video out. You get what I'm saying? That's so terrible. that that's Why what were they Bama. even left behind to have that done to them? But... Uh, and those so are the that, lucky ones. Those, those are, are the lucky ones. So, so, but this is what Bam was referring to is like, yeah, we. That's what. That's the problem with like our execution strategy is like the people's lives that are going to be lost, the people's lives that are already lost. The Whose way families we, have seen this, yeah, and the, know, the hey, families. that's my dad, or that's my dad, that's my, my brother, brother, my son, yeah. my mother, my whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you're you're dealing with that, and and that's the hard part of that for people to process so, or whatever. This is a whole nother thing for me. If they know this is going on, then why even move out? Why not just take it full force? But at that's this point? that's that's exactly because that's ridiculous to not to. But that's the whole point of what Bama talking about is like we've been there 
for 20 years. Mm. We've been in Afghanistan. $2 trillion. Dollars, yeah. 20 two, years. So you, you know, couldn't so figure out a whole plan of how to have an exodus, a successful exodus out of this you country. You are literally right now just catching up to what we, what our big problem is. Like this is like something that like me and Bam are probably like from what he's saying, we feel very whole, similarly a about. A whole 20 damn years, two decades you didn't come up with a plan. Yeah, but the problem is, is like, so. To pass down even to the successors if you're but, not but, in But the whole anymore. thing about passing down the successors, you know how presidency is right now and you know how it's like. One of them things was like, oh, I just got to do it better than the next dude. These dudes been supposed to get out. So okay. Biden felt the pressure about getting out. Where it's like, we've been here for 20 years, this, that, da, 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 da. He felt the pressure about getting out. He executed a plan. Poorly. That, uh, yes. Obviously. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to get into the, the poorly. I'm going to say poorly, obviously. Okay. Well, you can have that. And I'm not going to say that I disagree. But what I'm saying is, is just that. I feel that way because of the the blood, sweat, and tears that we've put in there as the U.S. military. Right. Me of doing two tours over there, it, that's what it feels like. That's why I got a friend that's dead that killed himself because it's like, what is the point? Why am I paralyzed right now and can't play catch with my kid? Mm-hmm. Because of a if plan that let was executed. This yeah, like, and we're going to do this. Right. This is what we're letting happen, this and that. So who are you to say? Who am I to say, like, you know what I mean? Like, I've had friends kill themselves. And Bam and I have friends kill themselves. You don't have people, you know, kill themselves and the whole nine friends and everything. But the thing is, is like, it's hard for me to sit here and say like, oh, well, you're wrong or this and that or that was selfish. When it's like, you gave, you gave so much. And then what do you look at when you look at the news and you look at everything else? What are you looking at? Why did I do this? Why did I do it? For what? What was the point? It's terrible. Like it's all. Yeah, I could imagine seeing my brethren over there. Yeah, you sitting over you there know. looking at your brethren, or you just sitting over there looking at it like or somebody you made a friend with, or anything else, and you're like, "Well, damn, it is what it is." But you know what, Bama? Unless you got something else to say about it, I think we're on the same page about it. Where this isn't a political thing or something about that. This is about a thing that we, as a country, could have did better. I feel like this with is a moral thing. And yeah, yeah. that's what I feel. Done better. And I'm a citizen here. Damn yeah. it. I feel like it's a moral thing, you know. Well, Fox, <laughs> I mean, that's that's something that like how how know. dare you do this? You put so much emphasis on what needs to be done, but you don't take care of the people who does those things. Well, that's something that, uh, you know, it's been a problem. Like, I mean, if you I read a book one time um, about a group of uh, it's a. A platoon, an army platoon, and they fought in Afghanistan in 2007. And he said he would go home on his mandatory leave from his 18-month deployment. And, uh, you know, you get two weeks of leave in between, you know, nine months into your 18-month deployment in the army. Yeah. And mm. he said he would go home, and they would be like, where are you at? And he'd be like, I've been in Afghanistan. And they're like, oh, thank goodness you're in Afghanistan. You're not in Iraq. And they're going, holy shit, we're getting, I just got shot at. Like, I got shot in the head I'm the week ago. My shit like, Jesus, Americans have no fucking idea what's going on over here. Yeah. And nobody. That's, and that's how it kind of is. I mean, nobody, that's what pisses me off the most about it is that all of the sudden, the whole fucking country all of a sudden cares about Afghanistan. And I'm going, where the fuck have you guys been for the last 20 years? Last yeah, 20 years. Yeah. Like, who has a Twitter account, a social media account that's going off about this shit that ain't been around for at least the last 10 years? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to imagine 
20, half the people on Twitter who was fussing about this shit, you got to be, let's say the youngest person is 21 years old. So you was three when this shit happened. You grew up in this shit. You ain't have a problem. Now it's like, oh, well, here I go. And I see all of these issues. But you know what? It's like POTUS, it was poorly executed. And yes, you felt pressure. However, I don't care about the damn pressure. I need to make sure my people get out of there safely. Hey. I'm going to speak on behalf of me and Bama when I say this. I love the fact that you're a civilian. This is ridiculous. But as we get, because we're going to go ahead and we're going to get to the point of wrapping this up. And unlike usual, Bama, you don't listen to the podcast. So so yeah. you already know what time it is when I play this music. Gun to your head. So apparently Fox decided to get a gun to your head and Bama, you're not, no. there's no immunity. So that whole I'm Switzerland thing? No. No, I ain't no Switzerland. I don't even nah, know how to spell we all, that. We all America. I don't know how to spell it. We all America. Is that cheese? I don't know. So Fox so, got the gun to your head. <laughs> Today's the gun to the head. Yeah, it didn't come from anybody else besides myself, a Fox. So the gun to the head is simple and it is definitely germane to the topic we were talking about. If you had if you had to be any other ethnic group or I don't like to say race because we're all one race. It's human race, okay? We're not aliens yeah, and no, fucking it's ridiculous. It's ethnic group. So any other ethnic group besides yourself, which one would you choose and why? So mm-hmm. since you're in charge of this, I say Batman go first. He's the guest, of course. The guests go first. Bama go first. So you can't tell me. First of all, you can't tell me I'm in charge and then tell me who's gonna go first. I say let's I'm get that. Saying, I'm just you Bama, you hear this? Do you hear this, Bama? <laughs> hold on, he hold so on. wanna I'm be in charge no, all the time. No, I'ma learn from Bama. Hey. You oh, now you learning? I'm learning. Happy wife, happy life. Fox. Okay. As what you say. Hey, Fox. So who do you think should go first? I already said it. Our guest is gonna go first. You got it, baby. I Bama, know I up. got it. All right. So it. if I had to be <laughs> any other ethnic group than, you know, than I am, mm-hmm. standard average white boy. Yes, um, an average white boy. <laughs> if I had to be another ethnic group, man, I would probably... <laughs> that's I got to be honest. Nobody's ever asked me that before. <laughs> I know. I'm so unique and so original. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know. I'd probably, I'd probably be Asian. So why? Why? Kind well, ass. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, first of all, <laughs> until 2020, you know, apparently before the Wuhan until 2020, Weezer. you never, you never heard about Asian hate until 2020, mm. which I think you know a large portion of that is fueled by the media. You know, Asian people. Like, there's a mantra out there, and I don't know if it's true that a lot of them are smarter than we are. I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems like in this country, like, the people that I see working the hardest and causing the least problems are Asian people. Yeah. You know, or, or I would be, like, from India, you know, because, like, I got either one of those would be fine. I like Because, like, I've got a... (laughs) I got a guy down the street. Bama, you can't do that. It's one. It's one Bama right. 
It's All right. one. Well, well then stick give with me... your one because you can't be choosing my same two, okay? All right. Because well, you chose Asian. I have to now choose Indian. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to be Asian, I'll be Indian. And I'll, I'll give you a good example why. Because, like, up down the street from us, like, there's a gas station, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a, you know, it's got a guy. He's from, he's actually from India. I don't know where he's from. You know, if he's mm-hmm. a, you know, I, I don't know. I think he... I heard him talking one day. I think he said he's from somewhere like along the India-Pakistani border. I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, regardless, he uh, he shows up every fucking morning at like 5 a.m. And that dude is there until 10 p.m. And that's how he feeds his family. And he's not causing no problems. He's, you know, he's uh, providing a you know service to society. You don't hear about, you know, Indian people committing crimes or robbing banks and none of that kind of shit. So I guess if I had to choose another so, one. So just, you're yeah. basing it on the fact that you think that they are the most morally uncorrupt culture? That's what you think? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Good. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> okay. So he chose my two because when he said Asian, I was like, damn, what am I going to choose? And I was like, oh, Indians, definitely. So I, I, ran, I ran off and took a piece <laughs> way I was doing this. So. He just woke up. Mine will be different now. So it's the same two for me. It's, I was like, oh, I like him. I like Bama. We so you already had two. I already had two already. So, because it would depend on what who was going to say what. So he said Asian and my, I would said Asian just because probably the same thing, you know, the opportunities that's available to them here. In the U.S. and so, whatever, I mean, same as Indians as well. The so the how are we breaking up the ethnic groups? So for my information for this question, as long as they're not black. No, you. so what I'm saying, so <laughs> so and long but, as they're not white for but him. But what I'm saying is like so. Sometimes the ethnic groups they consider Indians to be close to Asians. So like how how are we breaking up? So where did he discover that at? I don't know Christopher Columbus. So I ain't gonna get into that, but I never seen that discovered. What are my options? Your options is anybody but black. That's your option. So, so, so okay. So if I go high, if I go high, if I go high, uh, somebody else is saying, so I could just pick Jamaican. No, they still black. Okay. So what I'm saying is like, what are my options? Can I have my options on a list like a census report? I think the question she wants to ask is, would you rather be white if you couldn't be black? No, that's not what I want to ask at all. <laughs> I ask exactly what I want to ask. Which. Which culture would you choose to be? Okay, so you are so you already start answering what you were saying. You'll be. I was choosing Asian culture because I believe that they hold on to their culture. They have a rich culture, and and it's not. We would probably too, but because everything's been lost during and this we're whole separating African from black, right? Oh, we're not. We are Afri- African no, and black. No, no, are no. So they're all the same. Okay, if so your skin dot like mine. We gonna talk about black. The black struggle. The black. The, no, no. African, African American. No, no, I'm not trying to like African argue what's the it, difference. If you got African, African American, no, you can't be it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going from the standpoint of like, just what what are my options right? Right. Now? So your options are everything that's not African or African American. So I'm gonna let you finish while I'll scramble African to folk. figure out what's a good. Right. Because that's all you're doing. You're trying to buy time. That's why he asked me the same question. Mm-hmm. You see this? I already know him. Filibuster. Mm-hmm. Boop. So damn. That's this good. is what I'm going to do. Hey, that's fire. That's fire right there. To bust me out on the filibuster, that's good. That's Thanks. Good. Thank to my dad, Dalton Atkins. But okay, all, shout out, dad. So. But I already <laughs> took a piss, so now I'm here for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I can bust you out. Go ahead, Fox. 
<laughs> so I would choose Asian, like I was saying, just because they have a rich culture. I love the fact that they hold so tight to what it is that they they believe in. A lot of opportunities are made available to them um, and the Indian culture as well. So you chose Asian, so I was like, fuck, I got to do Indian now. Indian, only because um, I feel as though the opportunities here. I don't really, I don't know enough about Indian culture to say what I can, like, admire about it, what they hold. I just think that they're, I see a lot of negatives as far as, far as um, Indian culture is concerned, like how they force their kids to do certain things, marriage and all this type of stuff like that. Oh, you're talking about Some, the arranged marriages. Yeah, arranged yeah, marriages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really like that. I don't really deal with that. So, but if I had to choose, it would be between the Asians or the Indians. So those are my reasons why. So and I too, I just want to say when we look here in America, which pisses me off often, the fact that when you have foreigners that come to America, they are afforded more opportunities than African American people and some white American here in America. That's why you see all the corner stores, all these different department stores, whatever. whatever owned by Indian and or Asian folks. And so it's a program for that, which I do not appreciate because I'm like, anybody need a program? I feel like I need a damn program. Give me a program. Don't treat me <laughs> differently than they are treated. I'm, with I'm, here, and I'm, here. I'm here and probably didn't even want to be here in my past life. So give me what you're giving them. You know what I'm saying? So I can start my life regular. So I can, I can start my life in the way that I want to start my life. So are Well, we... that's that's the good thing about living here, though, is, you know, anybody can be anything. I mean, yeah, you may not have some of the same opportunities that people have, you know, but based on a myriad of factors, you know, whether it be culture, race, wherever you grew up, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. But in the end, what's great about, America to me is that your success a large part of the time is based on how competent you are not where you came from or but whatever pa- because but to me patriot but patriot they mm-hmm. still it doesn't negate the fact that we have this leg up for the foreigners that come in or some some cultures are foreigners. I wouldn't say all of them because there's some people that doesn't get the same thing. Like people coming in from Pakistan, refugees and stuff like that. Mexican coming in. They don't have the same type. They're not extended that same kind of courtesy. Well, there's a reason that nobody's trying to kick down the door to get into Russia or Iran yeah, or countries like that. Yeah, so I guess me hopping in, I'm going to agree on y'all picks, and I understand 100% where y'all come from. But, as we know, I'm Hippocrates. So, you know what I'm saying? I got to hop in here and be devil's advocate. So, I know whoever listens to this podcast right now, you might be sitting here thinking like, oh, he going to pick white. You're wrong because she ain't say I couldn't pick Arab. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I couldn't pick Arab, You're right? right. You're so, I'm going hard. Right. Absolutely I'm going right. hard on the Arab because not only – not only, so I got to deal with the discrimination. So I'm still had a struggle and had that hunger that I had that was driven from the struggle. Right. Whether I was born here or not, you know what I'm saying? I could be from Pakistan origin, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I had homies from high school. My homie Riz, he from uh, Pakistan. You know what I'm saying? So do what you want. 
say what you want. I can come in here and I might not have a lot of things. It's similar to the black struggle. I already grew up being Muslim, right? I grew up being Muslim, even though, even though whatever, and I done came to my ideas of things of how I carry things now and stuff like that. But I grew up being Muslim, so it's like you already grew that. And then, but guess what? Come here with the same mentality, pack mentality. Whatever family I came over here with, I gotta grow it. And the whole night, I'm not even picking two. I'm not picking two. Y'all pick two? Nah. I didn't want to pick two because he nah. chose my one and then went to the second one. I was like, I ain't have no choice. No, no, no. We here. I didn't have we a here. choice. So Hippocrates, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let thy food be thine medicine oh is Lord. only rocking there with one. Go. I'm rocking with one. And I'm going to go ahead and rock. If I couldn't be black, and let me tell you something. If I had, if I had ten choices... And nine of them could be the same thing. Nine of them would be black. Point blank, period. Okay, we ain't nine talking about that. Nine of them would be black. But. I got you. Since that other choice got to be something else. It would be Arab. tequila setting in. It would be Arab. Yeah, you can yeah. get that. <laughs> that tequila setting in. I've been, I've been hitting mine a little hard. I've been pulling my drinks a little heavier. <laughs> but, like, so we do, Um, I would go Arab. I would go Arab because I look, and when I grew up, like, growing up in the hood, when I look at, like, most of, a lot of businesses, um, I look at like um a lot of big purchases. They would be made by Arabs. Arab would be the way that I go. Like religiously, if I had to go into the idea of religiously, the most and I'm not I, I hate to say it this way, but when I just look at the work, right? When I look at the most pious people in twenty twenty one, if I look at it if I go back ten years, the most pious people that we running with is like it's Muslim people, so if you believe there's a God and you're religious or something like that, a lot of times it just seems like they're more pious, the some structure and everything agree, else. Some people would disagree with that, though. Yeah, yeah, so. no, no, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's like when you're just looking at the structure of it uh, and somebody who done had a chance to understand a lot about a lot of religions, mm-hmm. I kind of lean towards that, right? Like that brings me back to my base religion. That's what I'm comfortable with. If you take me out of my comfort zone, that's the only place that I go see myself that's falling back into a comfort zone. That's your foundation. Arab is not my foundation. I don't. I don't understand Arab culture. Well, I understand I'm Arab talking culture. About, you talking about religion? So you talking about yeah, Muslim? Yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of yeah. times, so it's like that. That's kind of one of the things where it's like you give me a little bit of comfort. You broke the blanket out, right? So it is what it is. So yeah. So Bama, you have your own podcast. What's that about? I do. I have a college football podcast. It's focused on mainly betting. You know, because I'm a degenerate gambler. Um, <laughs> I like degenerates. But, but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not a degenerate, but I am a gambler. Uh, we, uh, we got a podcast called the South End Zone Podcast. It's me and three friends of mine who I served with. And so we just kind of decided to get together and, you know, put our thoughts to a podcast because that seems to be what everybody's doing nowadays. And <laughs> it's actually turned into something pretty cool, man. We got a pretty decent little following. So... If anybody wants to check us out, it's called the South End Zone Podcast. Uh, it's available on all platforms. Like I say, it's mainly focused on betting, and there's a lot of roasts and shooting the shit and a lot of humor, <laughs> and it is not kid-friendly. So, Not kid-friendly. You know, yeah, don't okay. bring your kids. Rated just, Aura. So yeah, any, ra- anywhere, just Aura, go right. ahead and search South End Zone Podcast, and they can get there, right, Bama? That's right, man. And it's pretty solid. I can vouch for that podcast. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for sitting with us, Uncle Legend's Corner. Thank you to our guest, 
Bama, we appreciate all of your insights and input. Um, anybody who has any feedback for us, you can always reach us at xuncleleggendgmail.com. Like, share, and follow. Peace. Peace.